Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. This podcast is sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. Many of you get sore, achy legs from standing all day or get asked about painful foot and leg cramps. If so, you're going to want to hear about TheraWorks Relief, a clinically proven topical foam that prevents and relieves muscle cramps and soreness. Learn more at theraworksrelief.com. Hey listeners, in today's episode, we've got a collaboration between the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast and RX Radio's Richard Waith. Richard was able to join me in my home in Nashville, so it's fun when we get to hang out in person, and he and his wife came over, and we spent a lot of time together, and we're able to record this episode for you. Hope you enjoy it. On today's episode, we have Dr. Hillary Blackburn. She's a pharmacist with Dispensary of Hope. We got into a lot in this episode, and I really did enjoy it. Uh, We talked about business, getting an MBA. Uh, We talked about the future of pharmacy, also some pain points in pharmacy right now, Um, what to do if you're, you know, looking how to impact the field. And uh, we kind of interviewed each other on here. So uh, she's asking me some questions. I'm asking her some questions. And um, it it was really nice because we we were visiting her home in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, where I was down there for RBC. Um, So I really do hope you guys enjoy the episode. But before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about a friend, Blair Tielemeyer's new course that she's putting together over at Pharmapreneur Academy to help you start your consulting business. And we've got a free $50 off for the first month if you use the code TTYP50. So head on over to pharmapreneuracademy.com slash REF slash 20, the number 20, and use code TTYP50 to get $50 off the first month. Hey guys, it's Richard and Hillary. What's up? We're here in Nashville. (laughs) So excited. Uh, Richard and I have been, we've known about each other, collaborated, done some fun things, and it's exciting to finally meet in person. Yeah. Yeah, we did a podcast episode previously um, for on both of our shows, and um, but Nashville's great. Uh, thank you. You gave us a bunch of red cool recommendations for my wife and myself to enjoy, so I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, we did not plan a whole lot in terms of what we're going to talk about, but which I'm actually excited about because that means we can just chop it up, like just kind of talk about what's on our minds, uh, obviously about pharmacy and just life in general. So. Um, Uh, One thing I guess we can start off with is just like maybe like how things are going, like maybe talk about what each other's up to. Yeah. Um, If you want to, you want to start us off? Sure. What are you up to? What am I up to? (laughs) What am I not up to? Um, Well, I think the, the biggest thing um, that is new for, for me is um, I decided to get my MBA so yeah. that is something that I've been thinking about for a long time. Had never been the right time. Hadn't been, um, yeah. So it just kind of the stars aligned, and I uh, found a great program through Western Governors University that is competency based and self paced. So um, I can get the content and the material that I want to learn. Mm-hmm. 
and like finance, accounting. Uh, but I've been learning leadership skills, um, you know, been really passionate about um, learning more from about leadership and read a lot of books. Uh, the team that I work with at Dispensary of Hope has been great in um, bringing me up and building and helping me to, to grow my confidence uh, so that I can be seen as a, as a leader in the pharmacy field. Um, and I think that having this MBA uh, that I started around Memorial Day um, I'm already three courses in, so, you know, yeah. pharmacists are a little bit of overachievers. Speaking of education, are you aware of the 2014 drug disposal of controlled substances ruling that regards safe disposal of unused medications? Well, we're lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer ready-to-use chemical drug disposal systems are safe, easy, and affordable products, which protect the environment and can save thousands in fines. To get more information on products, training, and medication waste compliance, check out www.rxdestroyer.com slash talk to your pharmacist. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've put a couple things on the back burner, um, brought on, uh, a student who I'll be sharing more about, um, her soon. So teaser there nice. and inside scoop. Yeah. <laughs> the inside scoop, but, um, she's great. And, and, you know, sometimes you gotta let go a little bit and mm -hmm. to be able to, to scale it up and, um, coming up on two years of doing the talk to your pharmacist podcast. So, um, we're like, our podcasts are like twins. They are. Right? I think that, that you might have more episodes and yeah. maybe more listeners, <laughs> but well, some but, twins, you know, they try to like, you know, do other things and you know, some <laughs> twins are just like, ah, I'm just here. We just look alike, but I'm here. So yeah, we both launched in August of uh, 2017. Yeah. So it's been fun to to grow it, and um, I think you know excited to bring the positivity uh, to pharmacy. So, yeah. And you've had a lot of changes over the past two years as well. Yes. So I think the last time since we spoke, um, I think I was doing. I was still in community pharmacy. I was uh, working at Publix at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I was doing some private MTM consulting, and then um, since then I've uh, taken a position with VUCA Health. I'm now um, running operations for the company, and uh, which is going great. Which is one of the reasons I'm basically here in Nashville. Yeah. Um, we're attending a show. We, um, our company has a presence at RBC Cardinal. Mm -hmm. So, um, but we uh, we work with uh, independent pharmacies um, all the way up to health systems, specialty pharmacies, where uh, we put QR codes on on the vials to allow them to get access to digital information. Um, and then we have an API that can uh, integrate some of these videos into mobile applications, websites, mm -hmm. patient portals, things like that. So yeah. definitely a, a change of pace from what I was doing, you know, in pharmacy, like in the community pharmacy, mm -hmm. but uh, really the same goals though, which is just educating the patients um, as best as we can, uh, increasing health literacy, improving outcomes, ch trying to change behavior. So, but, um, but the positivity thing, I mean, I think that's what's great about kind of what we're doing kind of in parallel um, mm -hmm. is just trying to keep like, like, look, there's a lot of great, there's, yes, there's a lot of bad things that are happening in the industry, Sure. but at the same time, like there's actually, we're still on the forefront of developing our our like what pharmacy means in the world and in healthcare. Mm -hmm. So there's still so much crazy like opportunity yeah. out there. So And just like you said, like, I mean, both of us have had 
careers that were traditional. You know, I actually was in a, a lot of several different roles. I did um, residency training at uh, Academic Medical Center in, in Mississippi, independent pharmacy, worked for a Medicare Part D health plan, um, mail order specialty pharmacy. And it was through actually volunteering that I came to Dispensary of Hope. And so all of those skills and having spent time at HRSA or Health Resources and Services Administration with the Office of Pharmacy Affairs, who administers the 340B program um, that's really dedicated towards um, serving the safety net, getting uh, discounted prices to covered entities. Um, it's it's funny because we have we've both kind of found our, a niche or found you know used skills that that we've brought and discovered along the way, like with you, like mm-hmm. social media and and um, and yeah. So that now, like where you are today with VUCA is like the perfect fit yeah. for now. You know, it's funny you, you mentioned like niches. Uh, how interesting is it that? you it sounds like you had you went through a lot of different niches to get yeah. to where you're at mm-hmm. and one thing i like to tell people a lot is like hey focus on a niche and especially like students yeah. that are asking like well what do i do like they see all these news like what do i do and i always tell them find a niche mm-hmm. but the crazy thing is and you are it sounds like you're almost a prime example of like just because you pick a niche at some point in time in your life it doesn't mean that's where you're going to stay forever right it might lead you to the next niche to the fifth niche that you're like super passionate about yeah right is that that kind of sounds like it's kind of what happened with you exactly yeah so if you don't like something you can always change it with a with a pharmacy degree so um, we're incredibly versatile uh, i think you know pharmacy teaches us to be really good problem solvers but um, thinking outside the box or, or that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, yeah, I, I really encourage, um, people that are out there to just think about what it is that you want to do and nothing stopping you from, yeah. you know, just the side hustles, you know, yeah. doing it, you got, you can't just accept, expect somebody to, you know, give you this job. You got to Like I volunteered for two years and not thinking anything about getting a job at Dispensary of Hope and one opened up and I was the perfect fit for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when you when you niche and you specialize in something, uh, you know, whether you're getting credentials and degrees for that, mm-hmm. it allows you to like really make a name for yourself. And then you can actually p- it's so easy to pivot. Like like right. just you said, just having that degree when you really double down and, and find a niche, mm-hmm. you start creating these skills to become almost an expert in anything. Right. Um, whereas you can take some of those skills and then translate into something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, again, like I just can't, I feel like I can't emphasize enough. Like if you're, whether you're a community pharmacist, you've been working for 10 years or you're still in school, if you find a niche and you start working towards that, like your career can change, can change drastically. Yes. And networking. Yeah. So, you know, being able to establish yourself online through, you know, you write write articles that get picked up by Medium, writing articles on LinkedIn, having a LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. having a, a Instagram or whatever type of profile, making those connections on there is really kind of the next way. We always think of like pharmacy being a small world, but um, you got to put yourself out there and it's not just, you know, going to a conference and 
attending a session, you've got to like show up and volunteer, be on committees and just, you know, start being engaged. Yeah. So how did you start podcasting? Like what made you was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to do this. Well, how did that start for you? I wanted to hear more about pharmacy. And uh, back then there wasn't a lot of, of options. And um, I thought, hey, I think I can do this. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I've always been um, passionate about pharmacy and like to be able to um, connect with other people. Uh, you know, people are always like, how do you find your guests? To me, that's like the easiest <laughs> it's part. It's super easy. It's the easiest part. <laughs> yeah. And I love talking to people and like hearing what they do. Mm. And yeah, that kind of like innovation and like what's happening in healthcare from a bigger perspective, like not just pharmacy mm. is really what kind of gets me excited. Um, thinking about, you know, like, well, how, um, what policies are, are maybe happening and like, okay, how do we need to be, um, advocating and, and how can pharmacy show value? So even back when I was interning at HRSA, um, the ACA had just rolled out. And so there were specific sections in the ACA that I was reading and reviewing that from like, okay, how does that impact pharmacy and putting together one pagers and things mm -hmm. for the office of pharmacy affairs? Cause it tied right in to some of the things happening with, um, it was the pharmacy services, uh, no, patient safety and clinical pharmacy services collaborative, which is now AIM or the Alliance for Integrated Medication Management. So really, um, pharmacy loves acronyms, man. They we do. get out of control with these they acronyms. They do. Let me tell you. And <laughs> it was really a charge from Congress to say, like, hey, we need um, documentation on what pharmacy's doing. And so that was kind of, you know, the government started it, um, but they can't take on a program like that. So mm -hmm. it rolled off into a nonprofit, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of how yeah. I got started in it. What about you? Well, for me, uh, it, and it's funny that we kind of go through the origin story, but like when I first started podcasting, it, it was mostly because I wanted to get, I, I wanted to get, uh, the insights of like other, careers in pharmacy right but i also really was curious to know what pharmacy was like in other countries mm -hmm. um so mm -hmm. I, I i think i started off with like interviewing some people like in other countries i think it was mostly the uk i think i got i got to canada at one point mm -hmm. um that's what i really wanted to do but as you know as the content started to pick up i just started realizing that and and way more than i even knew myself that mm -hmm. there was just so many different ways people were practicing pharmacy yes and it just almost i just kind of had to like you know put on the back burner the international interviews because there was just so there's not time. enough time for me to cover the amount of different ways people are practicing pharmacy in america mm -hmm. yeah. you know so so it really did take its its turn to where i was just now exploring all the different aspects of pharmacy here in the us um and which was quite different, obviously, than what I what I started. But it was something I also to me also I didn't really have or, or I didn't see was also out there where, where the, those those different you know fields were there. It just mm -hmm. felt like it, it seemed like everything was very cookie cutter yeah. on the current things that are out there. So that's kind of what got me going. And also, like you, I loved connecting with people. I love to talk to people. So it's like, oh, why don't I just do it myself and, you know, just yeah. try to try to do that. So, yeah. So speaking of, you know, sharing about all the different opportunities and career paths that are out there, I, we, I love to share that as well on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Um, 
we are seeing a lot of um, change happening, change happening in healthcare, a lot of change happening in pharmacy. So, um, you know, some of the, the Walmart uh, layoffs just mm-hmm. came out. Um, the, you know, number of, of applicants for pharmacy schools is going down, but the number of schools is increasing. Yeah. We've got just a lot of things that are happening and, and people are, are passionate. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of energy around yeah. that. Um, but, you know, when you look at all of the different interviews and people that we've talked to, I think that, um, yeah, maybe, maybe retail or maybe some of the traditional ways that, that pharmacists have, um, had like 30 plus, you know, years in a certain career. Um, we've kind of got to take a step back and say, well, where do I fit in and, and be willing to, you know, take a leap and, um, and, try something new. Yeah. I think there's, there's definitely like a huge market correction going on because it's pretty clear that the industry overshot, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at 20 years ago, how, you know, pharmacists were getting sign on bonuses that I remember when I was applying to school or, or when I, when I was starting school in 2000, I think I started school. That's what you heard. BMW. I was like, yeah, people bonuses. are getting like, yeah, sign on bonuses, things like that. And I was like, Oh, this is great. But it, there was a clear overshot, even in, not only were they were we probably were like people probably overshooting new pharmacists getting roles, but just mm-hmm. overshooting the number of pharmacies that were being built. Yeah, you know, so like even we're just seeing now pharmacies are starting to close nice. because of the over they they mm-hmm. it was overshot, and I think the same thing happened with pharmacy schools. Um, and I think pharmacy schools obviously they overshot, but we're starting to see a market correction. I mean, mm-hmm. the applicants are going down, the salaries are going down, and. If you look at, you know, if you put all these things on a supply and demand graph, I mean, it's it's almost uh, it's unfortunate, but it's really basic supply and demand that we're mm-hmm. seeing, and we're seeing the we we're seeing it start to level off. Yeah. So you know, and I think over time, one as we start seeing less applicants or even less quality applicants coming through, mm-hmm. that's going to present more opportunity for people that's already in it. Um, so that's going to be one way to level off. Right. Um, and then it also is going to allow you to you know, specialize and, and, and go into a niche because you have the experience. And it's funny because Mm -hmm. a lot of times you go to apply for a job and they're like, well, what experience do you have? You know? So a lot of people that are in it, although we're feeling like this is a a hard time for us, Mm -hmm. you also have 10 years of experience of being a pharmacist under your belt, which you can now transition into something else and say you have the experience. Oh yeah. You might have to take a pay cut, especially if you're making 160 at freaking Walmart. Like, (laughs) you know, you might have to take a pay cut, but Right. Um, but, you know, you could use that experience and use that confidence that you have in, in being out in the real world than versus a, a student just coming in out of nowhere. Definitely. You know? Yeah. It, it, you got to you got to start somewhere. And I remember first getting out of school and thinking, you know, I finished this residency like the world, like I'm going to get whatever I want. No, you, you may not. Um, so yeah. honestly, the first job out, you just kind of got to get started. So I, you hear a lot of, a lot about people who I can't find a job and just starting somewhere just to get that experience doesn't mean that you're going to be stuck there. So you've mm-hmm. got to be like continuing to look, even if you're maybe doing a, a job at, a, at, you know, retail or, or somewhere else that maybe you don't see yourself in long term. But 
you just have to like take something. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to be your dream job when you first get started, but down the road with that experience, you will find and where your passion is and be able to do what you really love. Yeah. So I'm not sure how uh, much this is might be thought out for you, but uh, let's say when you complete the MBA, mm-hmm. what's hope? What are you hoping that's next for you? Like, is it yeah. to continue to, um, you know, grow um, dispensary of hope, or um, what's like the play there for you? Yeah. Well, you know, I um, always like to have options, mm-hmm. and I think that. You know, I've, I even um, Nashville has an entrepreneur center here, and um, my husband and I actually went through what's called pre-flight last spring. So I had a an an idea. It's still kind of in infancy stage. Hopefully, it'll launch. We'll see. Um, but we ran through a 14-week course um, through the Entrepreneur Center. We had access to over 300 mentors with expertise in IP law, marketing. Um, you name it. Uh, I was actually paired up with a, with a pharmacist who was, was one of the mentors. She's basically the Renaissance player. Like she's like the A team for has been on like multiple startups here. And she'd been on my radar to reach out to anyway. And so it was just kind of, um, serendipitous that she was my, or she was our mentor. So, um, it's, it, it's been, um, Looking at, you know, the, the cannabis industry, I think that there's still a lot of opportunity for pharmacy to, to make a play there. Um, but with any entrepreneurial thing, you know, you want if you're going to fail, you want it to fail fast. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes, you know, you've got to, like, build the right team. And so it's really hard when you've got a full-time job and you're podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, uh, we don't have kids yet, yeah. but... Um, one day, you know, that'll, get hard. that'll be, be even harder. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I think that, that with the NBA, um, I, I, I could either see myself going into having more chief pharmacy officer roles within like health systems or large companies, or if I'm able to start my own business, um, and be a solopreneur or, or kind of build out and grow mm-hmm. a company, um, I have a question about that, that uh, about that um, entrepreneur center. Yeah, that you did. Yeah. What, what would you say was like the biggest like takeaway that you like really got from that? Yeah. Or, like, lesson learned or. Oh, gosh. Um, it was basically like getting a mini MBA in, in 14 weeks. Um, they went through, you know, like, how do you test your target audience? So they would have a one and a half hour class every Monday and basically walked you through like how to launch a product. The end result was pitch night. Mm. So you got together, like you were able to pitch and you basically were pitching to potential investors and to all of these different advisors who, you know, probably sit on, on boards or they, they're, you know, angel investors. My husband does a lot of angel investing, um, for us And, um, I think it just, um, taught me things that I didn't know, didn't get to learn in pharmacy school. I didn't take a lot of business classes. And, um, I think it taught me how to look at things from more of a, um, marketing entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I feel like, uh, I I didn't do a post Listeners will pick up with part two in next week's episode to hear more from Richard and myself.
to finish the conversation that we had around my dinner table. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, Connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.